Welcome to OOO, Out of Office, a La Vie travel podcast, where we chat all things travel and travel planning to help you best optimize your precious PTO. I'm your own personal vacation planning bestie, Capricorn and podcast host, Madison Mazio. I'm a travel-obsessed travel agent chatting with everyday travelers to uncover hidden gems of cities, restaurants, and experiences that you won't find with a simple Google search because life is too short to eat bad food on vacation. Jennifer, good morning. Good morning, Madison. Oh my goodness, we get to see each other in less than a week, though. If you're listening to this, we've probably already said goodbye. Actually, if you're listening to this, we've said goodbye, but Jen's going to come visit me. So there's just so many, so much good stuff happening. And I can't wait for Jen to visit because we're going to do a full breakdown of our girls trip together. Yes, this is Jen and Madison month. This is very exciting. Yes, Jen and Madison month, pride month. We are very pride friendly here, as you all should probably know if you follow me on social media whatsoever. I remember my first San Francisco pride was with Jennifer, best ally I know. Oh my God, that was so much fun. I miss the SF days. Like we really had no worries. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So it is kind of perfect that we've just done a big friends trip by the time everyone's listening to it. Cause last week's episode was about traveling with friends versus traveling with family. And both you and I have done a lot of traveling with friends and family. Jen actually went to the Dominican Republic with me and my family in college. So, I mean, that was kind of like a crossover friends and family, which I think is like my favorite. That was so much fun. We got into a little bit of trouble with your mom, but we had a good time. <laughs> we did get into so much trouble. We we may have tried some weed that we probably shouldn't have, but you know what? It was fine. It was actually some of the least strong, terrible Reggie we've had, given that we were smoking the good weed in San Francisco. So <laughs> yeah, don't try weed in Jamaica or the Dominican. If you're used to California weed, it just doesn't hit the same. You would think it does, but it just doesn't. <laughs> we were we were desperate at that point. You know, we both kind of have bougie moms. So our our family trips, we've had a lot of luck and it's just so much more difficult when you're in a group trip trying to budget everybody and meet everyone where they're at. Right. It's kind of like staying in an Airbnb. Airbnb versus staying in a hotel. It's two completely different experiences tailored to your needs. I actually recall a story where you were traveling with friends and you stayed in a hostel. Can you, can you tell the listeners about that experience? I did. I stayed in a hostel and You know, if you're a young, new traveler and you want to stay in a hostel for the experience, just to say you did it, then have at it. (laughs) But we stayed in a hostel and long story short, I was on the top bunk. A young gentleman was on the bottom bunk. And every night, every night, he would pleasure himself. (laughs) Shaking the entire bed. And let me tell you, let me tell you, this guy had stamina, like he could go. And then when he was done, he would just let out basically all the gas that he had built up 
and put me in basically a gas chamber on the top bunk and it was <laughs> literally I woke up and I was like seeing spots I was like I couldn't sleep I swear it was like I had inhaled gas <laughs> and toxic toxic chemicals it was so bad I just remember being on I <laughs> I took a big bus tour the next day and we went to Harrods this was in London okay you have to go to Harrods <laughs> And I just remember being like dizzy because I was just nauseous. I like couldn't breathe. <laughs> oh my God. So I remember vividly this Jennifer coming back from that trip. She was my roommate in college at the time and telling me this story. And people always are like, you travel solo all the time. You travel with friends. Have you ever stayed in a hostel? And I am not against hostels, but that was the only hostile experience I'd ever heard and that was enough like that was I was like absolutely not and I feel like definitely one of these days I'm gonna try it because why not no 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 you should not (laughs) I I missed that window (laughs) you're too grown we're we're past the point of being able to to kind of like step down to that we don't want to call that into the universe that you're okay with staying in a hostel we're we're only moving up right now (laughs) Let me, let me have that experience for you and tell you that you don't need it. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So, oh man, that that's just a good one. It was it, that, awful. And that traumatized me and I wasn't there. So. Yeah. And the time of the year that I was there in London, it got sunny at 4am. <laughs> so it wasn't even like I had a quality sleep. Once I finally fell asleep, it was like 4am, the sun's creeping through the windows and I'm trying to just latch on to the few hours of sleep left that I have in me and it just wasn't happening it was it was not not good not good and we were in a room with a full room of 16 people there were eight bunks and every one of them was full and I was the lucky winner of being on the top bunk (laughs) I'm so blessed (laughs) oh my gosh okay so transitioning to our new positive segment, Travel Green Flags. I'm going to start this week with a travel green flag. It's actually going to be a hotel travel green flag. And when it is that when I go to a hotel that is not a luxury hotel, so like a three-star, I love when there's a refrigerator and a microwave. It's like, I'm just expecting a bed and a toilet and a shower and you know some cleanliness and good proximity to wherever I want to go but you know when I get a a microwave and a fridge it's just so nice it's just like we had that when we were in Canada we were at a hotel just right near the airport because we had an early flight and it was such an affordable hotel but it had all the little amenities it was really nice that's so great yeah I mean you need that and the same with like water bottles in the room that's just the most basic form of just like, we're taking care of you rather than those little plastic cups and like, oh, you can use the sink. I don't want to use the sink. That's gross. <laughs> Absolutely. And when those water bottles don't cost an arm and a leg, if you drink them, it's also a plus. Yes. I have a personal policy. I mean, I try to abide by it as much as possible. Sometimes I can't, but I love staying in hotels that have white sheets. Ugh. Anything that bleached is good enough for my cleanliness standards so white sheets and linens and duvets is is where I will be staying absolute green flag absolute green flag yes 
All right. Well, I don't think we can top that hostile story. So (laughs) we're going to get into the episode. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're probably together right now. We're saying bye. So let's go hug and take a shot. Let's do that. Hello and welcome to OOO. I'm your host, Madison Mazio, and I am back. I have been OOO out of office. Jen is actually still OOO, but between the two of us, we have a girls' trip to talk about. We have international travels to talk about, domestic travels to talk about, so much to talk about. Uh, We did a lot for the plot and have just an abundance of stories and tips and tricks to share. So I am so excited to be back. Before we get into all that, before I went on my big international trip, I sat down with my aunt, who is a travel guru. She has traveled everywhere and done it in the best ways. And she has so many amazing tips that I had to have her on. So without further ado, I'll let you listen. One new thing you may have noticed is we will now be releasing episodes on Thursdays. So tune in every Thursday for a new episode of OOO. And we'll warn you in advance next time when we're going to be OOO. Hello and welcome to OOO. I'm your host, Madison Mazio. And oh my goodness, my special guest is my family, my aunt, my most well-traveled, one of the most well-traveled people I know. Andrea, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Andrea. So Andrea travels for work, for pleasure, for so many kinds of things. I'm an auditor and I've always wanted a job that would allow me to travel. And luckily I was blessed with this job as an auditor. I, I audit clinical research studies and I've been able to travel the world. I've been to Australia, I've been to Canada, Czech Republic, France, Italy, Spain, uh, all over Europe, um, Japan, China, yeah, and Mexico. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Love it. Oh, that is the best. You are just goals. And also, we have traveled on one of my favorite trips together to Italy, and we will be in France together. Yes, I am so excited. You have no idea. I'm mostly excited because there are several things that I'm going to do on this trip that I haven't done in the past. And that's, you know, if I'm going to go back to a country, I want to make sure that I'm experiencing something new. And so thanks to your excellent travel planning, I mean, I am so excited. It's amazing. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's going to be so great. I've had so much fun making the itinerary nice and pretty and I'm going to add, keep adding some more little details and print it all out for us and it'll be amazing. It's really nice. And just so you know, the preliminary right our draft and he's like oh okay she's gonna book my trip with the kids they want to go to uh germany so you're oh, gonna yeah. book all of that yes 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 can't wait so i go. will definitely help i actually have a few connects in germany as well so that'll be great so speaking of traveling internationally What tips do you have for traveling internationally and adapting to the time zone quickly? Because you've been some places that are on way different time zones. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So usually what I do, I, I work backwards and I work backwards from the time that I land in that specific country and 
I cue in the amount of time that I'm going to be on the flight and then how much prep time I'm going to have. Because what I need to do is for France, right? I'm landing or we are landing at one in the afternoon. That means when we get on the plane, I'm going to sleep my six hours as soon as I get on the plane so that I'm awake for the last four hours of the flight. And then that will feed into my one o'clock landing, get ourselves out of the airport, have dinner, get ready to go to bed at 9, 30, 10, and then wake up refreshed. So you got to work backwards and you got to make sure that if you are landing at 9 p.m. at night, make sure you sleep on the plane or make sure you do not sleep on the plane. Because if you do, you're not going to sleep when you land at 9 p.m. at night and your clock is going to be off, 100 percent off. So work backwards to try to adjust your time and stay stay up. There are many times when I travel. I won't sleep the night before. I'll literally start packing at 10 p.m., 11 p.m., and that'll make me stay up because I'm a horrible packer. I take forever to pack. So it'll help me stay up for the six hours or whatever hours, five hours, and then I'll get ready, go to the airport, and then I'm exhausted by the time I land in my destination, but it's intentional because I need to have, it's key to have your first night be the best night's sleep possible. Yeah, so that's how Mm -hmm. I work to get on to the time zones. That's so great because I feel like you're going to have to sacrifice either way. You're either going to have to figure out how to sleep on the plane. If you're on like on a flight where when you arrive, it's going to be morning or you need to figure out, like you said, how to stay awake. Do you have any kind of tips for like staying awake on a flight? Because I know me, I knock out. It's really hard for me to stay awake. For me, because I travel for work, I tend to leave like some pretty important items that I need to review and Mm. put on the plane because then I'm forced to stay awake and work. If I'm reading a book, I'll fall asleep. If I'm watching TV, I'll fall asleep. So if it's, if it's, if it's for work, then yes, that's what I'll do. I'll work on some pretty important stuff that needs to get done. If it's for vacation, um, I think just the excitement of going on vacation allows me to stay awake, but I'll watch a movie that even if I've watched it over and over again, as long as I know that that movie is awesome, I will watch it again. Like The Martian. I think I've seen The Martian on the plane four or five times. I love The Martian. Right now they're playing <laughs> Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley. I watched it on the way here. Like, I love that movie. And I know that I will not fall asleep if I'm watching a movie that's entertaining and that I really love to watch. And if it's on, then that's how you keep yourself awake. Drinking doesn't really keep me awake. So I got to make sure I manage that because I tend to fall asleep, but yeah, I would drink a lot of water. Cause then you have to go to the bathroom quite often. Yeah. <laughs> that keeps you up. Even though I do not like the bathrooms and the airplanes, but that's my sacrifice. I will drink a lot of water. So I'd have to get up. And oh my so- gosh. And on the contrary, if I need to sleep during a flight, I won't drink water. And I am parched when I land because I just don't want to to wake up to pee, especially I'm a window seat person. So I don't like to like crawl over people. I just want to like stay in my little cubby. (laughs) I'm the aisle. I have to be the aisle because I do get up. And then if I need to sleep, going back to sleeping on the plane, I tend to, um, and this is, what I do, I'm not recommending it for anybody, but I take my shot of tequila and then I take my shot of Nyquil and I'm out. 
for my <laughs> six, seven, eight hours, literally. I could be drinking some champagne before because you got to do that when you're traveling internationally. But when it's time for me to fall asleep, I literally take my shot of tequila and maybe 10 minutes later, my shot on like, well, and I'm out. Oof, that'll but do I'm it. I'm not recommending that for anybody. That's for me. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that would definitely work for me, but I, I, I've said it time and time again on this podcast. I just have this talent of being able to fall asleep pretty much anywhere. I, I feel very blessed in that, but staying up is very hard for me. Oh. I and definitely am not drinking if I need to stay up. Yeah, it's hard. But then that's how also you work in your, your, your sleep time. And, you know, I know we're talking about international travel. You should always get at least if you, if you can five minimum, five hours of sleep. Um, yeah. Yeah. At least minimum. Absolutely. I have one of those aura rings that tracks your sleep and gives you all your data. And it's so interesting now looking at all this data and looking at it when I travel versus when I don't travel, how many hours I get, how much REM I get. There was a flight recently. I was hungover coming from Chicago and man, that my my little nap was not cutting it. <laughs> That's funny. I, 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 I like to enjoy my, my beverages on the plane. But what I don't like is being so dehydrated when I land. Yes. Um, and so, you know, what I do is I get on the plane, do my thing. I put on my, so I always take off my shoes and I put on my slip on night shoes. I don't know what you call them. Ooh, slippers. Your slippers, right? Because I will never walk in a plane nor the bathroom without shoes. And I see people do that. And it's just like, oh, that's oh, it's not what you need to do. So I take off my shoes. I put on my compression socks because, you know, I'm 52. It's just time for me to start doing that. And then I put on my 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 slip-ons. And then I use my Neutrogena wipes and I take off all my makeup. And then I put a hydration mask on. So I get onto the plane looking very, very, very nice. But I'm not on the plane looking very, very nice. And so I let my mask just hydrate my skin and I drink water because, you know, that's what you need to do. But I also drink my champagne or wine. And then literally they usually wake you up about two hours or you start hearing rustle and bustle about two hours before you land. So at mm-hmm. the time, I go to the bathroom, I brush my, and I also put on my pajamas. Like I literally change out of my top and my pants and I put on my pajamas because I don't want to sleep in the clothes that I'm going to get off of the plane with. Yeah. So two hours before we land, I go to the bathroom because people still don't understand. Oh, we st- the line to the bathroom is going to start getting long. So I brush my teeth. I wipe my face down. I put on my makeup. I change into my clothes. You know, I always put my hair up in a ponytail and it's curly. So when you take it down, it looks decent. And then I go to my seat. And usually if I don't put my, my makeup on in the bathroom, I'll put my makeup on in this, in the, in my seat, but it makes you look like you 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 didn't come off of a you know 12 hour flight or a 10 hour flight you look decent you look pretty you look refreshed your hair is done and i'm sorry but you just get treated better when you're going through customs it just is what it is because you've taken the time to present yourself in a manner that you know you look nice you look professional you look refreshed and i've never had problems going through customs in any country in any country, I do not wear my sweats. You dress, you're representing yourself. And so you always want to represent yourself the best that you can. And that includes when you enter a country. 
Yeah. I, I am all about the plain self-care routine. I think too, if you are trying to sleep, to wash your face, to put your hair up. I always, when I'm doing international, I always do the heatless curler. So when I get off, you know, eight hours, 10 hours, whatever, I look like I got a blowout and then I can just step and meet people. Like you said, I do my gua sha because I'm going to get all bloated on the plane and do it again before we land. It just, you feel better too. I think there's a lot to say too, about like how feeling like your best makes you feel more confident, even kinder, more patient. Cause you're like, I look good. (laughs) Yes. It's true, Madison. It is so true. And people approach you differently as well, because you're not looking all dehydrated and haggard and, you know, and smelly. I mean, it, it, you just, there, there is some care. It does take some effort, but I'm telling you, it just, it makes your trip start off on, on such a great foot. Absolutely. And you're sitting on a plane anyway. It's nice to get off some screen time and just put some self-care time in. (laughs) You got the time. You're not going anywhere. You can't, can't really do anything while you're in the air. Exactly. Exactly. You're so right. So do you have some tips, including kind of what you just talked about, but like for like a long haul flight, like when you're going to Asia or somewhere like New Zealand, that's really far. I mean, everything I've said would apply, right? You know, you got to work out what time you're going to sleep so that you can just slide into that time zone. You got to do your self-care routine. You've got to take care of your face and your insides by drinking water and 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 putting your hydration mask on. Um, I think everything applies for the long haul trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and those long haul trips, like the 12, 13 hours. Sometimes when I was in when I went to Australia, I, I actually took my five hour nap as soon as I got on the plane. And then I woke up and then I took the next five hour nap because mm-hmm. I landed so um late in the afternoon like I only wanted to be up for two or three hours and so breaking it up because I was like uh so I flew from LA to Vancouver Vancouver to Australia so it was like a 14 hour flight yeah so I did my you know my four hours five hours whatever it was I was awake and then I fell asleep and then I was on my way yeah and so as far as like feeling comfortable on a plane, you know, we kind of talked about changing into pajamas and slippers. Is there any like neck pillow or eye covering or anything you use to get to feel really comfortable on a plane? So I do use an eye covering that my friend got me from China and it's 100% silk and it's the lightest thing ever. So I do use that and it works for me because I don't like the the, the band I don't like to feel constricted with the band when it's over your eyes and then tight around the back of your head. Agreed. This one is all 100 silk and it's lightweight and it just feels like heaven. In terms of a pillow, I just can't find one that I that I like. So what I did is I created my own. And so I created a so I took a what do you call it a stuffed animal. You know how they had the feeling of that stuffed animals, those little small white um, styrofoam? Okay, like very fine white styrofoam. So I opened it up and I put the the white styrofoam into a sock, a really thick sock, and I filled it up. And it's just like this really long tube. But because I created it and it's soft, but not 
it's dense, but not too dense and it's soft, but not too soft. I can actually put it around the back of my neck and mold it to the way I want it because it, 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 it like, it's about what, what's this 12, 14 inches long. It's 12 or 14 mm-hmm. inches long. So I put it behind my back, but because I created it, I know how much space I need it. So when you have a pillow, you're always leaning forward, right? So mine actually just fills the gap between my neck and the seat. And so if I want to name my head to the right, I just shift it. So it's right under my chin to the right. And I sleep this way. And then I just switch it to the next side. And it's just, it, I don't even know. It's like just a round cylinder sock that's full of these little styrofoam beads, I call them. And it's the perfect thing for me to use. I, I've tried. I've tried so many. I've bought so many. and. They're just sitting at the house because they don't work. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to do a DIY family travel pillow (laughs) day during, during one of our next holidays, because I also feel like that sounds really nice because it doesn't sound like it takes up too much space. I feel like a lot of pillows are so bulky and like one of mine, sorry, mom, the one she just got me, I lost on a plane because I didn't have it tied to anything. Because, oh. and I, I got done with it at one point or something and it, I left it under the seat or something ridiculous. Cause it was, it was kind of bulky and I could have like squished it down, but then you had to leave it out if you wanted to squish it down. So that sounds nice that it might be a little easier to conceal. And, and not only that, like when you use it and you know, if you're not someone who does wash off your makeup after a while, it gets really dirty. And so you need something to, so you can wash the outside cover with this, I just put another sock on top of it. And once the next trip, I put another sock on top of it. So it's always the clean sock. And so it, there's no problem with keeping it clean and not, you know, breaking out. Cause if you use something that's dirty, you tend to break out wherever it mm-hmm. has your skin. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. We're, we're going into countries with clean, <laughs> not greasy, dirty skin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So do you have any tips since you've traveled so much for upgrades when flying? Yeah. So the best thing I can recommend if you want to travel is to get a credit card for whatever airline you're going to use. When I started traveling at the beginning, I started, I was using United, but it took forever to get even like the second tier upgrades and, or the second tier status. And so I could never get upgraded to first. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? I'm traveling all the time. And I have friends who get to do. So I thought, forget it. I'm done. I'm going to move over to Delta. So I moved over to Delta. And I not only did I get my membership card, but I got my credit card. And I started putting all of my recurring bills onto that credit card. My, you know, our church donations go on the credit card. Everything goes onto the credit card. So you can start building your status. Once you build a certain status, the airlines will give you regional upgrade certificates. And it depends. Like the, I think with Delta, they have silver, gold, platinum, and diamond. So, you know, it's awesome when you get to diamond. But they give you some regional upgrade certificates. And so if, if there are, you always want to check how many first class seats are available. That's mm-hmm. if you're in the class below. In my case, that's what I do. I will always book my 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 trip. I'm in Delta Comfort and or premium, depending on where I'm going. 
And then I'll look at to see how many upgrades, I mean, how many first class seats are available. If there are plenty, then I will just roll it and I'll get a free complimentary upgrade at first. If there are not many, then that's when I call the help desk, Platinum Help Desk, and I'll say, hey, I want to apply a regional certificate. And so when you apply a regional certificate, sometimes you're still on a wait list. But because you're applying a certificate, you're going to the top of the wait list. And so you most likely, I'd say 99% of the time, will be the first person to get upgraded because you're using a certificate and it's not going to be a complimentary one. So either if you're confident, use your complimentary upgrades, but you only get those when you build your miles and you build your miles by traveling on the airline, buying your flights with that credit card and for using um, a certain spend limits on using your credit card. You also at times, depending on what kind of promotions they get for dollars spent, you can get three points. So always keep track of that, but use your credit card as much as you can pay it off, obviously, because you only get points if you pay it off. And then they'll give you the upgrade certificates and or your status. All those three things combined are very, are tips that will likely get you to have that upgraded seat. Right now, when I buy, if I buy a ticket in economy for Delta, I am automatically upgraded to Delta, to Comfort automatically because of my status. And then if I want to go to first, then that's when I have to use my regional upgrade. But because I want to go back to diamond, I'm only buying the comfort seats because obviously the more money you spend, the more points you get that qualify you for the next level status. So it just depends on what you're, you know, what you can afford to do, but being loyal on one airline And using that airline credit card for everything is what's going to help you get your status and your upgrades. That is such good advice. I, I remember I opened mine, my first like credit card by myself ever was with American. And then I was so mad because every American flight I had was like so rough. And I was like, oh no, like how will I, <laughs> this is who I have to be loyal to. Um, change it. But, what was that? You can change it. Oh yes. No, definitely. Uh, it makes the most sense right now because mo- like where I am, but also I have the chase Sapphire card and that's kind of like my main card, but that I also get a lot of points with. Okay. And can you use that chase for upgrades on the airlines? No. So that one's better for just getting free flights or comped rooms. Oh. Okay. Well, see, there you go. Yes. But if I'm flying domestic, which is something I do do often, then I'm just loyal on that American card for that same reason to try to get those upgrades. But I would definitely rather be a Delta girly. So that's in my future. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the airline that well, you can you can actually obtain status quicker. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll be a son of a biscuit. I never wanted to fly through Atlanta because it's just, I mean, it's, it, I heard, I heard if you want to get through heaven, to heaven, you have to go through the Atlanta airport. I mean, <laughs> that's just the way it is. Um, but I got to tell you, I'm quite impressed because while it is probably one of the most busiest airports in, in the entire world, it's a very efficient. Yeah. And I've only been delayed once or twice in the last four or five years through Atlanta. So I tried to avoid it at all costs, but if I have to go through there, 
you know, it's okay. But Delta was that that's the Delta Hub. Um, that's Delta Hub, yeah. But I absolutely love Delta. The the people who work them at this company are actually quite awesome. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, so I also kind of want to pivot a little bit because in France, we are going on a champagne tour together. And from the get-go, you were like, okay, we don't want to go to the really touristy spots and spend time there and like kind of get trapped. Well, we could go take a picture and then let's go to some like small, less known, really craft places. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, that sounds amazing. And so I kind of wanted to know in general, how can travelers avoid tourist traps and find more authentic experiences? Like how did you know that? (laughs) So when I used to end, when I used to go to whatever country I was in, I would talk to the concierge at the hotel, Mm. right? And I think you even said this at some point, like they need to become your buddy and they'll tell you where to go and what not to do. Yes. In terms of searching on the internet, I've started, I learned that you always need to do something by the locals. So when I searched for this champagne tour, I looked for champagne local tours and the name of the company is Champagne Local Tours or something like that. Yeah. Like I was like, are you kidding me? And so it's 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 a tour that is conducted by individuals that grew up in the Champagne region. Most of them are retired and they will take you wherever you want to go because we I custom built our our Champagne tour. Yeah. And I that's why I wanted to take the train because the train is 45 minutes. So we're going to spend most of our time in Champagne. We're going to Reims. We're going to Epernay. But we're also going to one of the wineries that's about two hours outside of Reims. But he was stating that there are so many places to stop in between because there are so many small wineries. And so we get to decide what we want to do. But we have an actual two-hour wine class with the wine maker for one of the champagne um, wineries that we're going to. And then the next one is we're having the lunch that we ordered, the pre-lunch the lunch that yeah. we ordered with another wine tasting. I mean, it's going to be absolutely amazing. And it's only us. Like we're only, we're the only ones that are going to be at these two or three wineries, champagne wineries. So you, you need to try to book as many things as you can with the local businesses if you will mm-hmm. you know I mean I, I the last one I heard from you on on one of your pat podcasts was avoiding the tourist traps right yes but 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 and and, and I know understand sometimes you got to do them I get it because it's it's the experience but you if you can support the local businesses you're going to get you may not get how can I say this what you get in terms of the experience and not being herded down to yes. the step to the next this to that the fact that you're going to be able to do it at your own time zone your own time frame you can go out and do this versus this or the other and not be herded because there's a time limit that in itself is worth the extra cost because sometimes it is more costly to do the smaller more intimate things Uh, boutique tours absolutely exactly but the tourist trap things oh I'm not a fan I'm not a fan even though I know sometimes you have to but it could be also I've already done all the tourist trap things right yeah 
traveling for so much, I've already did, I've already done it. Another thing that I recommend you doing, you especially because you work for a big company, try to meet up with colleagues that live in these countries and get their opinions. I mean, I I I, I have a friend, Silva Diamico, who lives in France, and I totally I said, hey, what do we need to do in, in France while we're there? What do we do in Champagne? What do we do this? What do we do that? You know, for Andrea d'Italia, my friend, I called, yes. I said, hey, we're going to be there. You need to set us up with this trip, that trip. And he did. So try to get your local connections with your colleagues from work, your friends' friends. Always try to find that local connection and hit them up and get, get the insight from them. That's such great advice. I, I, I think that you're never going to get, it's like when people ask, you know, your husband and my mom where to go in New Orleans and they were born and raised there. So they're going to yes. tell you the spots and some of them are well-known. Some of them aren't. I, I have people all the time ask me and I can share it because of, you know, my family. And that's so special. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Speaking of recommendations, I have a very hard question next. It's the one that everyone dreads and it is, what is the best meal you have ever had while traveling? And what is your favorite city you have been to while traveling? Okay. The best meal. Crap. I've had a lot. (laughs) Let me just say this. this. The best restaurants in Shanghai, China, hands down. Mm. The best meal I have to say is a Thai. I I just have to. The first one is during our anniversary. We took the Jeep tour and we had the best, the best in, in Dominican Republic. We had the best fried chicken in a palo oh. on the beach. Oh my Absolutely. god. The and with so we had the, the, the fried chicken with 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 the with the with the what do you call those plantain bananas and mashed potatoes and oh my gosh, I did not want that meal to end. So that's number one. Number two is in Tokyo, in the basement of the office building next to my previous employer, they sell the best ramen on the face of the earth. I don't know the name of the restaurant. It is very small. There's always a wait line and we have waited hours to get in there because it is that good. I am going to have to chase it down when we go to Tokyo and try to find it. (laughs) I will tell you exactly. I can tell you where it's at, but I don't know the name. That's totally fine. Oh, best ramen, girl. Oh my goodness, the best ramen. Holy mackerel. Ramen and fried chicken. Oh my god, two of my yeah. favorite foods. Yeah. <laughs> and then favorite city? Oh, la, 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 la. Loaded, it used to be Florence, but I think now it's Shanghai. Absolutely, oh. Shanghai. Oh my gosh, I have to add that to my list. Oh, you have to. You have to go to Shanghai. It is between the old buildings and the old you know architecture and then it's mixed so beautifully within the modern and the people are just so nice the food is fantastic and the restaurants in shanghai are amazing both Uh, local both small hole in the walls and your michelin star restaurants shanghai is awesome oh my god that sounds yeah incredible All right. So now we're going to do a little transition to my favorite part, which is would you rather? (laughs) I'm so excited to hear your answers. It's funny because people were like, oh, I can't make a decision. I'm like, yes, you can. It's easy. So we'll see. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. Okay. So 
Would you rather stay at a luxury, like five-star best hotel in the middle of a desert? Nothing else, just desert. Or stay in the middle of the rainforest that's very bustling, but you're in kind of like a, you know, treehouse. with a hotel in a desert. Yeah. Period. Period. That's it. Okay, it might be because I live in the desert. I'm going to go to Shack Shack Treehouse. <laughs> so here's the deal, okay? Because I'm taking on what your mommy said. It's either a trip or it's a vacation. Ah. If I'm going to a resort, a beautiful top-of-the-line luxury resort, I'm not going to need to leave. So I don't care if it's in the desert. That's true. Care. Yes, because it's a vacation. It's not a trip. And I'm, 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 I'm over the, oh, we got to go see this. We got to see that. We got to hike. We got to do this. No, I'm too old for that. So I, I like the rainforest. I lived in Veracruz for two and a half years when I was growing up. It's nice, but it's hot and humid. And while your skin looks beautiful, it's hot and humid and you need to shower like every, what, two hours. It's ridiculous. So Ooh, my hair probably wouldn't look beautiful. <laughs> I'll take the desert. That was an easy one. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather? go in a hot air balloon in Turkey or a helicopter in Bora Bora? Helicopter in Bora Bora. Bora Bora is an island. So all you would really look at is the, the water. No, Turkey, air hot air balloon. Yeah, I would, I think I would like to go to Bora Bora more just because it looks amazing. Like going for experiences. First of all, helicopters, like, I I think they're cool. I think they're cool. But something about a hot air balloon seems very magical. Like, that seems, like, very special. Well, I've, 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 I don't know what you call it, tandem skydiving? Yeah. Well, I loved it. And anything that's, you know, if I can stay up there longer and actually enjoy it and have your, you know, glass of champagne or whatever the heck you want to drink, yeah, totally worth it. I don't even care where it's at. Turkey is just a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been before? <laughs> to Turkey? No. No, but I want to go to Croatia really badly. I really want. I want to go to Malta and Croatia. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Me too. I yeah. I'm, I want to go next year for Yacht Week very badly. <laughs> Ooh, that'll be awesome. Uh, well, I, that, I'd like to. It's not in the works. <laughs> we were in Valencia um Valencia Spain and we were there literally the weekend after the America's Cup the the sailing yeah oh my gosh I was so bummed but I saw the America's Cup in San Francisco so that was okay but oh my oh, gosh Valencia is the best if you can go to Valencia Spain it, it's totally worth it in March for Las Fallas de Valencia they have a festival where they um, build I don't even know what you call these they're just like paper statues board statues or wood statues because carpenters used to have leftover wood and they didn't know what to do with this they started building these beautiful creations of art and they just started burning them up and so every year all the carpenters use all their wood to build these beautiful creations of art and they burn them up at the end of march it's called las fallas de valencia absolutely amazing and paella was originated in Valencia so you'll get the best paella wherever you go it's amazing Uh, it's amazing that sounds so good yeah it's amazing okay would you rather 
have an unlimited budget on a vacation in South Africa or have a limited budget, not a small one, just a limited one on a vacation in the Maldives. South Africa. I agree. I want to go to the Maldives so bad, but I I mean, an unlimited budget in South Africa, I just think there's so much you could do there. Well, and the wine industry, I don't know if you know Mm -hmm. this, the wine industry in South Africa, this is off the charts. You can get a Michelin star restaurant dinner, like five courses for $150. It's unheard of. And I guess the, the food industry in South Africa is exploding. So between the safaris and eating out and going to the wineries, hands down. I and beach. Say. There's beach too. Yeah. The beach is there for the bonus. Yeah. Yeah. No, South Africa, hands down. Oh my gosh. No, I completely agree. Yeah. Okay. And last one. Would you rather go on a solo hiking trip no. doing the El Camino? <laughs> No. Or a solo cycling trip of Europe. Cycling, no walking. Cycling, oh, really? Walking. Okay, I would do the opposite. I would rather hike than be on a bike. Well, yeah, because I heard you just can't do it. You're like yeah. wobbling all over the place. I, I saw, I, I saw can't drive. Like, I can't drive anything. Yeah. <laughs> you can't drive. <laughs> Professional passenger princess. Yeah, no, the bike in Europe. Yeah, hiking, no. Uh, uh, even 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 if you were to tell me that it's an uphill ride I could walk some of it I don't need to you know do but also with the bike you just get to see more in a shorter period of time and eventually whether you're going up you got to come down so at some point you're going to recover so yeah the bike just like us on our Canada trip (laughs) (laughs) where you forgot to to research how much of it was uphill yeah, you know, I didn't really think about the fact that we were in the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> hey, the downhill went by real quick. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, we actually looked at the time after and it was like, wow, whereas it was three hours up. So Eric was telling us about it this weekend. We were busting up, girl. It was hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. You gave such good advice. I aspire to be as well-traveled as you one day. I'm working on it. <laughs> thank you. No, you're doing great. You keep up, keep it up, girl. Keep it up. Because at the end of the day, my aunt or my aunt, my grandmother used to, used to say in Spanish, it says, oh, what does it say? Anyway, it translates to, even if you can't afford it, if you do it, you'll always have the memory. Versus if you can't afford it and you never do it, then you have nothing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to tattoo that on my chest. Not really, but I love that. (laughs) So, I mean, you don't have to go big. You don't have to go extravagant, but always do whatever you can for that memory. Cause that's, that's at the end of the day, that's what you have. I don't have to go to yacht week, but I would like, I feel like I could figure out how to do it on a, but All right. Well, thank you so much. I love you. And for those of you listening, thank you for listening. We will be talking to you soon. Love you, honey. Bye. Don't forget to follow Lobby Travel Co. on Instagram. Visit LobbyTravelCo.com to book your next trip. And remember, life is too short to eat bad food on vacation.
If you have the urge to go out and book a trip, I listen today. Just say love you. We'll see you next week.